You're listening to listener-supported Elisha Space Podcast, where we discuss topics of faith and mental health. Today, we have Erica Stewart, owner of Brighter Day Psychiatry. She is a board-certified psychiatric nurse within the state of Maryland. Today, we will discuss the myths and misunderstandings of psychiatric medication. Okay, I am so, so excited about today's guest audience. I am so excited to have Erica Stewart with us. She is from Brighter Day Psychiatry. She is a board-certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner with experience with dealing with various mental health conditions. She has worked in settings such as long-term care, obstetrics, uh I know I said that wrong, intensive care, case management, and psychiatry. So Erica is the boom chicka boom, if you guess you want to say. All right, y'all. So I'm so excited to have her with us today. And she's also a born-again Christian, okay? And so we're going to talk about the Lord. We're going to talk about um, mental health, and we're going to talk about dispelling some of the myths that are around taking medication. It is not lack of faith to take medication if you need it. So we're going to talk about that and um, and, and talk about that. And we're going to talk a little bit about her practice. She's here in the uh, DMV area. She sees people in person as well as virtually. So I'm going to stop talking about how awesome this person is. And we're just going to so Erica, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me, Alicia. And it is just such an honor and a privilege to come and join this podcast today um, just to share some information and hopefully someone will be helped today. Well, I it is my pleasure and my privilege to honor you for being at Elisha's Space. And I just want to ask you, you know, Erica, how'd you get started? Yes, that's a very good question. Um, long story short, I became a nurse in 2009, um, and I've worked my way up, but um, I started in long-term care, working with those um, with dementia and Alzheimer's. And I've worked in many different settings, um, cardiac ICU, long-term care, case management, obstetrics on the mother-baby unit. And I absolutely love being a nurse. I love working in hospital settings and doing all of the medical interventions. And I have to say, um, I've never imagined myself getting into psychiatry. Of course, when you're a nurse taking care of people, you meet them at all different stages of their life. And many of them did have psychiatric symptoms, but that was never my area Um that I was necessarily, you know, drawn towards. It was mainly, I would say, obstetrics and other um, medical floors. So basically, it wasn't until, I want to say 2016, 2017, um, the Lord put on my heart to go back to school to become an advanced nurse practitioner. So um, like I said, I was a, a registered nurse at the time and um, basically, what an advanced nurse practitioner does, they can actually diagnose and prescribe um, treatment medications. 
So I, um, I said, Lord, um, I don't know what you're doing, but that's not what I want to do. I'm comfortable <laughs> in my career. I'm like, you know, I'm comfortable. I, I love to care people in that capacity. But he said, no, you need to go back to school. There's something that I want you to do. So I actually enrolled in the family nurse practitioner program, not mental health. And um, but the Lord, once again, he said, no, you need to do psych mental health. And I said, psych, no way. You're talking about another Erica. That's not anything that I've been interested in. But the Lord is so wonderful. And he 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 sees everything outside of eternity. Mm -hmm. Right. So he see he knows the past the present Amen. and the future. So even in 2016, he knew the pandemic was coming. He knew inflation was coming. He knew that the world would be desperate for help and suffering with their mental health. So he grouped me then to basically minister to people during this time. So that's really how I got into it. The Lord put it on my heart to obtain my psychiatric mental health nurse degree so that I can care and minister to people in such a time as this, where people are feeling hopeless, they're grieving the loss of family members, they're struggling um, just to function because of everything that's going around. So he's using me to, you know, of course, to, to help, you know, them feel better um, organically and with medications, but also to extend hope and to let them know that, you know, with both, you know, medications and the Lord and other treatment modalities such as therapy that, you know, they can survive this, they can function and they can be the best version of themselves. Most definitely. I think that quite often, especially with all of the triggers, you have social media, you have um, it seems like more people, and maybe it's it it it's always been this way, but it's just coming out more because things are more public with because of social media. Really, in my opinion, it, you know the terminal yes. diseases and things like that that people are picking up. You're hearing more stories, in my opinion, about like cancer and things like that, chronic pain, all of those things, and then you talk about depression and anxiety and the trauma and how it all ties into that, you know, so quite often in my practice, when I'm doing therapy with people, quite often I'm, I'm letting them know it's okay, especially my, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I'm letting them know if you need to take medication in order to help you get through this for right now, it doesn't mean, first of all, it doesn't mean it's forever, but if it'll help you regulate your mood, it's okay to do that. You know, absolutely, absolutely, and I loved what you said um, when we talked originally um, about medication and faith. Um, a lot of people believe that if they do take medication, that they're not utilizing faith. And I liked how you said that you can do both at the same time. Mm -hmm. You can take medication for your mental health and have faith, and I love that. Mm -hmm. And what I um, what I explain to people that are um, first of all. I don't, I don't um, force anyone to take medication 
Now, even if I highly recommend it, I always say it's no pressure. Um, and, and, and number one is Bible. So I tell people, you know, seek the Lord in everything that you do and he shall direct your path. Right. And everything is including mental health. Right. So that's the first step. Um, if people um, do pray, I do advise them to pray and ask God which way he would, you know, like them to go so far as treatment. I mean, that's always, but of course, if there's individuals that don't pray and are, are considering medications, I compare the brain to any other organ in the body. And just like your liver can have um, an off balance or there can be something wrong with your heart or pancreas and medications can help. It's the same thing with our brain. Mm -hmm. Our brain has billions of neurotransmitters and they all have different functions, but Many of them are responsible for our mood, um, keeping us calm, um, helping out with motivation and executive functioning. And when those neurotransmitters are off balance, that's when we can see the symptoms present and manifest. And those symptoms can manifest at home, at work, in relationships. And with medication, it can help balance those neurotransmitters so that you're able to um, feel like you're functioning or returning back to your normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that the word normal is very important because that's really all people want. They want to feel normal again. You know, yes. do you have a story about someone that you worked with where they experienced like an amazing transformation? from taking the medication. Absolutely. I have a wonderful story of a client and he came to me um, with his parents, um, young young adult in his 20s and just severely um, depressed where um, he was um, failing in college classes and actually dropped out of school. He stopped working. Um, he wasn't sociable, wasn't hanging out with friends, very isolated, and basically um, would stay up all night and sleep all day. Um, he okay. wouldn't even go outside for a walk. Um, I mean, just very depressed, very um, disorganized, um, had difficulty with focus and things like that. And um, he already came to me on medication, but um, we had to make some adjustments. And at that time, he was not in therapy. So um, <clears throat> the Lord is so good because he, this this young man really did an amazing transformation. So, um, and it took several weeks, but long story short, I was able to tweak his medication. I'm going to yeah. interrupt you for a second and just say there is no, um, especially when it comes to issues that, that are, um, deeply embedded mm -hmm. when it comes to depression and anxiety yeah it is normal if it takes a few weeks it, it, yes. it's not a quick fix there's there's not a band-aid and then you feel better that's not even what the medication is for it's to help you function while you're in the process of going through this journey correct you know? correct absolutely it does and and that's that was that's what it was for him um it wasn't anything that happened overnight um i met with mm -hmm. him every one to two weeks and while making these medication adjustments um i was um, able to um um, recommend therapy and his parents um, help him enroll in therapy and they also did family therapy. So long story short, I've been working with him for about a year now and 
he's a different person. I mean, he wow. he um he's in his second semester of college. He's mm-hmm. making very good grades. He has a job. Um, he's outdoors. He told me, he said he... Um, and that's huge for somebody that struggles with depression. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. They don't like to go. Mm-hmm. So he's outdoors. Right. And he told me the other day, he said, guess what? I actually met someone and we went out on a date. Wow, and, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. And I tried not to, you know, get too much in this business because I'm like, you know, <laughs> where'd you go and what'd you do? But I was, I mean, he can see the excitement because, you know, when I tell people, um, but when I treat people, I, I always ask them, you know, what is the change that you want to see? How would I know that these medications are working for you? Um, that's mm-hmm. what we want to know because depression looks and feels different for everybody and it affects people in different ways but what Mm -hmm. we want to do is look at things objectively as well because sometimes feelings you know come and go and they can change Mm -hmm. but we want to look at functionality and for him he was able to get a job excel in school be outdoors more and he was able to date and be more sociable and those were things that he weren't able to do prior to the medication adjustments and prior to therapy and i tell people medication is about 25 percent of treatment the other percent of treatment is therapy making sure that you're healthy you're eating a healthy Mm -hmm. diet you have adequate Mm -hmm. sleep you're not putting any substances in your body that's going to cause your symptoms to worsen. So it really is a holistic approach. It's not just one modality. It's many different things that that's going to be beneficial. Right. I agree. It, and, and there's no uh, one thing and then I'm fixed. Correct. It, it's, it's, a, it's a combination. It's a combination. Correct. It's a combination. How... Um, what, what is it like for someone when they come to see you in the beginning? What is it like for them? Absolutely. So the initial visit is basically what we call a psychiatric evaluation. So it's 60 to 90 minutes long, and I'm basically getting a chance to know this individual. Um, I'm getting a chance to know their history so far as psychiatric history, um, their medical history, social history, and then I'm going to ask them um, a series of questions and things um, about basically how they're feeling. So when a client comes to me, um, the first thing I say is, you know, what brings you in to see me today or what kind of things are you struggling with? And that will kind of guide me into um, the lines of um, questioning that I'll ask them. And I kind of make it like a conversation so they don't feel like they're on an interview, but it's just a conversation. Mm -hmm. And then um, at the end of the evaluation, I always ask them, what is their goal for treatment? Um, What is something that they would like to work on or what is a priority for them? Because I believe in taking a collaborative approach. What, mm-hmm. Yeah, so their goal may be different than what I'm thinking that they should do. So number one is what is their goal? And I want to collaborate with them. I want to work with them and be a partner with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and a lot of people kind of think it's, it's them being fixed, like mm-hmm. this is going to fix you. Correct. And it's just a piece of the puzzle. It's not necessarily that you're snap your fingers and you're going to be correct you know it's not like if you wake up and you have a headache you pop a couple of pills and then 
or pills of aspirin mm-hmm. and then automatically you're you're okay it's it's a different type of thing because you're talking about a mood disorder yes. and there's so there's many different pieces audience that goes with the mood disorder so what she's trying to uh on my side and on her side what we're trying to do is we're trying to navigate through what's happening so that we can put whatever pieces are there because it could be a variety of things that you're dealing with correct correct absolutely and i like what you said we have to we can't use medication as a band-aid so um we have to correct or work through any underlying stressors so you know for example if you're very stressed at your job you hate your job and and that's like the major thing that's causing your depression medication won't necessarily fix that you know you're gonna have to um work through that situation and and try to either learn to cope with that stressor or deal with it in a way so medication will definitely help you work through it better but it's not going to fix any situations um, that that you may be dealing with and it's not going to change who you are as a person right right nor does nor is it making a statement about how you have lack of faith mm-hmm. um you know you 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 don't pray enough Correct. let's just get it out there with the with the mess that yes. are out there yes you know um you're not a you know you don't as I said like a faith don't pray enough yeah um fasting and prayer some things come out just through fasting and prayer you haven't fasted enough right absolutely all of those things so first of all, just let me kind of say, you have to be led as the Lord leads you yes. when it comes to those things. Yeah. And that, and yes, Jesus is our healer. Yes. And he is the one who is the hope of our salvation. Yeah. He is the one who brings us that joy and, and, and helps us to go from a place of sadness to joy because he's our Lord. Yes. With that said, we operate in three dimensions, spirit, soul, body. So in our spirit, we're already there, but our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. So within our mind, will, and emotions, there still be maybe some things that need healing that have been unresolved. And this is where the things like the medication to help you, the um, exercise, the change in diet, um, all of those other things can help you. And yes, it's true that uh, prayer and fasting and praying, um, I do that on a regular basis, helps. But there may be some breakthrough that you've yet to experience. There may be some layers that you've yet to experience that may be a trigger for your depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. that you have yet to deal with. And it's not a lack of faith to take the medication so you can function so that you can get up in the morning so that you can give your, your babies love and, and take care of those people that are there. And I don't mean to go in my soapbox about that, but I, I really want, um, um, other Christians who are listening to this to to hear my heart that it's not about um, it's not you taking medication has nothing to do with your lack of faith in who Jesus is and that his, his ability to take care of you. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, I agree with that so much. Um, I I I definitely agree with that, and um, and and that is a common myth. Um, A lot of Christians um, are reluctant to take medications. They feel like um, it's um, medication is not having faith. Um, And I agree with you. Um, There are some things where. People do have mental symptoms and it could be due to, um, you know, trauma or things that aren't healed. And sometimes Mm -hmm. the enemy does play Mm -hmm. a part. You know, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And and sometimes fasting and prayer will do that. But then there are other times when um, I feel like we blame a lot of things on the devil and that's that he's not responsible for. And then there are some times where it's not anything that's um the root cause like that's spiritual like from the demonic realm but it just really is an organic problem is that organically your neurotransmitters are off and you need some medications to help Mm -hmm. so um but i like to say this i feel like god uses um god delivers and he heals in different ways sometimes he'll just do it instantly you know boom you're healed you're delivered and then sometimes he'll take you through a process but he uses people like you and i who are basically an extension of him so he's using us um, in this world, you know, to help people and to help them in different ways. So, you know, the Lord allows different ways and different methods for people to be healed. Um, like I said, he can do it instantly for some people. Sometimes he has the, um, he will allow people to get um, medication treatment or um, medical treatment as well, but it definitely doesn't take away from the lack of faith. And like you said, we always, you know, ask him to direct us, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with considering medication if you feel like you've done therapy, you've prayed, you've fasted, and you know um, you're not seeing any results. Maybe this can help as well. When someone goes to Brighter Day Psychiatry for assistance yes. and support, how? What are the three main things you want them to? have as um, the three main things number one um, I want them to know that it is a safe zone it's a judgment-free zone so um, no matter what they disclose with, to me um, I am not here to judge anyone or to um, shame anyone I want people to feel comfortable when they come to brighter day to share what they're struggling with because I only know what you tell me um, so I, that's number one that it's just a, a safe zone judgment-free zone. Um, And number two, um, I practice holistically, as I mentioned. So I don't just focus on medication. I'm going to do a thorough, comprehensive evaluation because I want to know where the leak is. I want to know all the pieces of the puzzle because I want to make sure that we target those things so that you can return to your your functioning, your normal functioning, or the best version of yourself. And then number three, um, mm-hmm. a big takeaway is that um, I, 
well, I'll say a lot of people will ask me, uh, well, do I have to take medication forever? Is this something that's permanent? And um, and I tell them, no, it's, it's not anything that's permanent. Research shows that if you take medications for at least one year after you start to have a remission of symptoms, so once you start to feel like yourself, um, then that will prevent you from going back into whatever symptoms you were struggling with. So I tell people it's, it's not permanent. Um, it can, it's temporary for many people, but it is something that, that can help you cope with whatever you're dealing with. And that's, that's the important thing, just being able to, I mean, I, I talk to so many people who are struggling in the area of depression and anxiety. And I say depression and anxiety, not taking away from trauma, but especially in the area of like severe types of mood disorders. And they, it's it's a challenge to even get up mm-hmm. and go use the restroom. I've even worked with people who will prefer to wear an adult mm-hmm. diaper than to get up mm-hmm. to go use the restroom. So, and that takes a, away a lot of, um, you know, you feeling valued as an individual, you know. So it's just so important to be open to different modalities to be open to different forms of treatment because you don't have to stay yes you yes you're still going through a healing journey you're still going through your healing process but you don't have to stay where you are you can take this medication or or take or go through because um to my understanding what you do is you look at their full panel you take their blood work you look at you take their blood work. You look at the full panels um, of of their lab work that, mm-hmm. that that gets done, and you look and you say, okay, well, so maybe they're missing vitamin mm-hmm. D in their diet. Maybe they're missing mm-hmm. um, iron because iron is also a thing there. So you can you can look at and, and maybe that's why they're feeling yeah. a little sluggish. So you can look at what is going on um, holistically first before we even get to the medication. And I, that's one of the first things I talk about in my intakes is, you know, are you exercising when you're yeah. eating? What kind of foods are you eating? You know, are you eating a lot of carbs or are you eating um, smoothies? You know, are you eating fruits and vegetables? What are you eating? Because that can affect your mood, you know, and it's all tied yes, and connected together. So when the Lord told you, to uh, go into this field, what type of challenges did you personally experience with your faith? Um, because I know it was it was a little yeah, bit different. Yeah, so it was you know a challenge um, because I I felt I felt the same way as many people. I said, Lord, I I don't you know I, I'm questioning this because. I look to you as the healer, uh, you know, you're able to touch minds and transform right. hearts. And, you know, I feel like I can never 
you know, what can I do for these people? If they don't have you, what can I do? So um, he he gave me the revelation. Right. He's like, Erica, many people are not seeking me. Um, many people are not seeking me out. Many people don't know about me. So I need to use you as this vessel. This is where, so you, I'm giving you the tools. You, you know, I'm giving you this degree and this, um, this platform to show people, you know, that, um, that there's help and there's hope. And by, you know, me working with them, like when people come to write a day, I don't, you know, bash them over the head with the Bible or preach Jesus to them, but just me being understanding and wanting to help. And soon they'll start asking questions or they'll start, you know, um, talking about certain things that will open that door. But that was the biggest thing with me with my faith um, is that I didn't want to, um, I thought the same way. I thought like, you know, how is medication going to help if they don't know you? But he's like, no, you go into this practice, you have this platform and you help administer to these people because they may not know me or see me, but they can see you and they can see how you're trying to help them and that can open the door. So that was, um, that was definitely a struggle. And I'm so glad that the Lord has um, helped me with that because I love what I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love helping people. I don't care what background you have. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you've done. I just love serving people. And I, you know, my prayer is that I will see you as Jesus sees you. And he if you're listening and you're and you're wanting to know if you're worthy or if you're loved, Jesus loves you. You are worthy. He died for us. Um, he knows you by name. So that's really what he wants me to do is just to spread his love. And this is the path, the avenue that I'm able to do that. And that's kind of like how I flow with my practice, too, is I want to show people yeah. the love of God. I don't <laughs> care who you are. I want to yes. show you the love of God. You know, and I don't care what you've done either. I mean, I've oh you know, my goodness, therapist yes. girl kinds of things, <laughs> but <laughs> but I just but I just want to show people. That's what I, just I do. Love I people, love loving you know? people, and I wanted my own practice because I can do that. I have the freedom just to love on people and not to be you know restrained by time or different things. I just want to love on people, and I will be your biggest cheerleader. I will you know support you. I will be your biggest fan. But that's just what brings me so much joy. It's just caring for Jesus people mm -hmm. because he loves you. So I, I love you. That's my commission is to love you as I love myself. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's just a, a powerful, powerful thing there. And that's another podcast, actually, yeah, loving others absolutely. as you love yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Self-care. <laughs> so <laughs> um so it, how can people oh, reach sure. you? How so um, you can call me um, on my phone. Um, it's 443-420-7028. Um, or you can email um, me at info at brighterdaypsychiatry.com. And it's just Brighter Day, no S at the end. So info at brighterdaypsychiatry.com. And there's no doubt. No, and it's a HIPAA compliant. Yeah, so all of your oh, information word. is a HIPAA okay. compliant email, so you don't have to worry about it going to um, a personal email. This is um, directly to the practice.
Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited about um, what it is, um, you know, that you are a faith-based board, uh, board certified mm -hmm. nurse practitioner who assists people who need medical support as particularly in the area yeah. of mood disorders. And you can go onto her website at brighterday.com to get more information, to get about what she does and the specialties that yes. she works with with people. Okay. So thank you, Erica, for joining us. You will be with us in other podcasts, audience. You will be with us if you like her as much as I do. <laughs> then she will be, <laughs> you will definitely hear from her again. And I thank you for coming on the show. It was truly a pleasure. So, audience, I say to you, that go forward in your healing journey and continue to walk in his peace and have a good day thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to Elisha's space where we discuss issues of mental health and faith like our shows subscribe so you can be in the know of upcoming episodes now go move forward in your healing journey